This is Jack Leiter with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 23, and today's episode is fun with Foscue because we are having Justin Foscue back on for the second time. You guys have already heard the first episode, but we're just going to have fun with Justin today, catch up right before spring training and do that. But we'll get with Justin right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, guys, here we go. And he's Justin, where are you at? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. Nashville, Tennessee on the Texas Ranger Baseball Hotline joining us is Texas Ranger infielder Justin, maybe outfielder, who knows? Justin Foscue. Justin, what's up, bud? Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, yeah. We uh, uh well, this is episode twenty-three, so we've had twenty-two guests prior, and um, your, yours was yours was great. So yeah, you and you and Davis Wenzel probably win and lighter are my top top four. Uh, and Derek, That's good, but Derek Holland was that shows was I got a little bit of personality in me. Yeah, there you go. There you go marketable marketable young man there you go i think my favorite when he goes you guys even going to ask me about the college world series <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right speaking of that i'm actually going to Starkville for opening weekend that's why i'm leaving sunday i'm going to Starkville this weekend i'm going with brent rooker and that'll be my first time going back since i got drafted are they doing a ring ceremony or, or anything like that sadly i don't get a ring they had that ring ceremony in uh, october of last oh, okay. year but I've been I've been giving Lamonis a hard time. I said I I think I need a at least a polo or something because he hasn't he hasn't sent me any Natty Champ gear at all. So I've been giving a hard time. Yeah, you absolutely need some some free freebies. I mean, yeah, goodie bag yeah, for least. sure. Absolutely, wear it around lighter. Just sit there and wear that crap right around lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how how's your off season been? I mean, you're 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 winding down. Yeah, man, it's been good. Um, uh, we have, I've been training at my agent's place all off season, and uh, I've been very consistent there. Um, and I've been very pleased with the results I've been getting, just with my physical um, upgrades and like just been eating a lot better. Um, been di- I did a little bit of different workouts this off season. I did more mobility and stretching than I did last off season, um, so my body's moving a little bit better. Um, so I feel like, I feel, I feel like I'm in really good shape moving, moving into spring training this year. Are you doing like mobility and stretching? So it sounds like yoga, Pilates, anything it's like not that? Much, it's not really like yoga and Pilates. It's more just like, um, what is it called? Kinetic stretching. So okay. you're, I'm moving my joints in places. Like, I'm I'm mainly holding, like, let's say for like hip mobility, I'm holding my hips up. Um, to keep like when you're moving, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it. Your hips don't really go into like full, uh, you know, I'm not smart. So me neither describing it the right way, but you said basically, huh? You said kinetic. That sounds pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. I just got it from the program. I didn't make that up. All right. I can't basically just like a lot of hip mobility, um, some stretching that makes my body move a little bit better. All right. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, and, and I mean, there's so many different ways you can do things, so many different ways to work out and so many different ways to improve. So 
So uh-huh. for me, it's like I, I'm, a, I'm already a pretty strong guy and I, I have my base strength. So I need to get my body and muscle to move quicker and faster and stronger at the same time. So um, sure. trying to do a lot of that mobility stuff um, will help that. All right. Uh, okay. So you said more consistent. Are you, is, is it something swing, swing related that you struck on? Uh, what, what, what do you got there? Well, for me, well, for me last year, I was kind of on and off going back and forth from the facility to my hometown. So I never really was very consistent, like five days a week, getting in the facility, working out, hitting every day. This year I did that. Um, So, I mean, nothing's really changed with my swing, really. Um, It's just about, it's just been about more getting in the gym five days a week um, and just being consistent at it week by week, instead of going, getting in there one week, getting out of there one week. so that's, that's what I meant by consistency. So, um, that, and that just helps me going into the season more. So I'm, I'm more confident in my abilities. Yeah. Maybe have a, have more of a rhythm, more of a routine. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So you're going to the mini camp, uh, this minor league mini camp that, uh, the Rangers are going to hold for, uh, what they call their priority prospects. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'm guessing advanced. Top, I, I top didn't point. get invited. Yeah. <laughs> I got invited, but I'm not coming. Um, so what, what, I, I guess that's the start. You're not going to be going back to Nashville, right? Yeah, that's going to be it. What, what do you hope to get out of this? Just a good start to, to things. Yeah, man, just getting the swing of things again. Like I'm excited to get out there to Arizona with good weather. Um, like really good playing surface. Like right now I just, I've been working out at like we, I've probably been outside maybe six times total. Um, just to field ground balls and like hit. And I'm just excited to get out there on like those fields there and just field ground balls on a good surface, hit, see the ball fly, um, like running bases a little bit, trying to get in the swing of things again. So, um, I mean, that's like spring training is really just about just, just about getting your feet underneath you before the season, get a lot of reps in. Hmm. Um, and that's what it's all about. So, um, I don't need to impress anybody. I just need to go there. I know, I know what to expect this year with spring training. So just go out there, um, hang out with Jack. I haven't met Jack that much. So I'll just hang out with Jack, um, and like hang out with all the guys again. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Find a way to get into trouble in Arizona. All right. <laughs> Booties. You know what I mean, those bars close at like nine o'clock. So it's, it's hard to do unless you, you, you can go to the, the Navy, the, Luke Air Force Base, they have a bar that stays open all night. <laughs> My problem might be the casino. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, so, good for you. What's your game? Blackjack. Okay. Okay. All right, Blackjack. so you have a soft 17. Well, wait, let's say you have a soft 14 and the dealer has a 5. Are you are you doubling down? Soft 17, so that's an ace. No, and soft, a... You have a soft 14. You have a 1 and, one and a 3. Ace and a... Ace, Ace and a three? Yeah. Yeah. And the dealer's showing a what? A five. Are you going to double down? Ace and a three is 14, so I'm staying. Okay. I think I, I won't double there because I might get like a six and then I'll end up with like a 12. <laughs> yeah. And the dealer the dealer pops a. Right. Yeah. Like a five underneath there, a six. And then now he's got yeah. 20, 21. Oh, well, yeah. and I, think it, I think it depends where you are on the table, too. But. Anyway, I like. Black I think Jack. it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun when you go with your friends. Yeah. What about poker? Do you do poker? Poker is different in a casino. I mean, I could do poker. I feel like I'm good at poker because I'm like I have a straight face like all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, but like the thing with poker is it just takes a while. Like if you want to win, you gotta be you patient. Can, I could sit there for five six hours and I'll win the oh, table. Right. Yeah, you got to be patient because you got to know when to when to play your bluff. Because they've right. got to see, they got to see that you're, you know, that you're dropping and all the time they're doing that. So they got to think all the time. Oh, he just, he only goes in when he's good. And then you got to, you got to feel that time to do your bluff. right. And, and, yeah. And I think the problem, I think the problem run, guys run into is like, they'll get in there and just like, they'll bet. Cause they just want to get the game over with within 30 minutes to an hour. And it's like, you could do that, but like, yeah, yeah. you're going to be out of money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but like poker in a poker room, it's not as exciting. There's not, cocktail waitresses coming by as often with the drinks and yeah you, you can't yell when you when the dealer <laughs> of course the dealer doesn't bust you're playing the guy next to you so yeah absolutely 
All right, so we're going to keep you out of the casinos. Um, <laughs> it, it seems it seems like you might ha- have reason to 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 not gamble because maybe, and we talked about this, you might have to switch positions. Jason, what happens? Mark is going to slide over. Mark that's is right. Gonna slide that's over. right. That's you right. get Marcus to slide over. There you go. I'll get Marcus to slide over. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm op- I'm look. I'm excited for for spring training. They've told me I'm going to work at third a little bit, but um, I know Josh is over there, and they love Josh. So we'll see what happens, man. Like it's it's a. Uh, I mean, I got a hit to do anything in the first place. So um, I've said that over and over. I said, I, you know, people like, that if I don't hit, it's not going to matter. Yeah. I've said that over and over. I said, you want to know when they're high on a prospect, watch when, when someone like Foscue starts playing left field, that means, okay, his bats playing. We got to find for a place to play. That's when they're going to do it right now. You're going to go in and play second base and you're, and whatever you're doing. And then when that bat's yeah, tearing so. it up, when, when, when Foscue's playing left field one day or first base, that's when you're going to go, okay, right, they got to start putting him somewhere. Yeah. But hey, like I'm open I'm open for whatever, man. Like it is it, it is what it is. Like you ready to get on the field. If they want me to play left field, like shoot, I'll play left field, but it ain't gonna be pretty. <laughs> it just takes you just gotta get out there and do it. You, you learn. You're well, but, but you're you're more flexible in your hips and moving better now. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're, you're gonna be able to handle this. Maybe you're a center. Yeah, player. but it's just different. <laughs> I know. It's just different. I know. Well, what do you uh, so, think, though? I'm sorry. What, what would you think? You think, like, you'd be better, sir, like you could slide over and play first easier than you could play outfield? I don't know. I, I've never been a fan of first base. Um, it, it's just – with me at second base, my hands play so well over there, in my opinion. It's just going to be a very hard deal. Um, like, what I don't want to happen is – let's say I get called up and they put me over somewhere and I haven't played over there at all. I haven't practiced. So mm-hmm. um, I know I'm probably going to work over at first, work over and right and left or wherever they want to put me. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Like it, I can't say I'm better at first base than left field. Cause like I've, I've played never, there at all. Never so. done it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're going to, they're going to give you minor league play out there when they're ready. You're going to play games wherever they think they want to play you. <laughs> well, and, and and there there is reason to keep you there. I mean, to keep you at second and keep playing and developing there. I mean, it's you know, you could be a broken broken ankle away from exactly playing playing the playing second. Sure. You know, I mean, sure. And they need guys who are versatile, and that's that's their big thing. And I, I guess that's a big thing in baseball. But it seems like the Rangers really like the guys that can do whatever they they need. So yeah, they're and then you know Woodward had. Uh, uh, what Chris Taylor with the Dodgers, and so I think that's kind of the his example at least. So anyway, it'll be interesting. Just put you behind, yeah. the, put you behind the plate. That's it. Shoot. That's the thing. Suit up. So, so, actually, what the Padres asked me if I would sign for 500k out of high school to catch, and I said no. The catch? To catch? Yeah, to catch. <laughs> I said I'm not. They said, hey, we want you to come to a pro workout and uh, catch. I said I'm not doing that. <laughs> I gotta buy all the gear and stuff for that, and like, uh, like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, catching equipment is not cheap either. No, it's not. I have a son that caught. Yeah. So, um, all right, position switch. You got to hit. What, what you know? I'm what what you know? You're about to go be with all these really good prospects. Um, just kind of what do you what do you see when you see these other guys? How much talent do you see? with uh you and huff and well he won't be at the camp because he's on the 40-man roster but yeah <laughs> josh and uh the other josh smith and owen yeah. and guys like that how much talent is it has, has it's a lot of talent i'll tell you yeah. that it's a lot of talent like i look back i look at our prospects and the non-prospects i'm like but kind of deep and nobody really knows it i said it back a long time ago um but it's a pretty good farm system, and uh, really good. The Rangers, Rangers' future looks looks pretty good if uh, we just develop the way we're supposed to, and then with the the new signings they just got. So um, it's always fun just just being out there every day with them because mm-hmm. um, it makes you better just competing with them. So um, my, like my thing is just be just be a good teammate, be be their friend, and um, try to push them just like they're trying to push me. So um, that's what that's really it's it's just really exciting when we go out there see see each other all again and um just try to get better every day well you played you played with josh smith 
in Frisco and you played with Ezekiel Duran in, uh, in the, in the fall league. Uh, what, what can you tell us about those two cats? So they can both play for sure. Josh is a really good defender and he can, he, he, he kind of, uh, he can bun a little bit. He can run a lot like it is. And then they can put the ball. And when he, when he barrels the ball or shoot, when he hits it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he can hit for a high average. Um, and he's just one of those players that is just a ball player and can make all these different plays. I mean, he can help your team and uh, win different, like he can help you win games in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. And that's very valuable as a player. And then Zeke, Zeke just, Zeke rakes. Like I don't, he raked in the fall league and everybody was impressed with him. And then he had made some crazy plays on defense sometimes. So um, the Rangers did a very good job getting those two guys. And then uh, Trevor Halveroff is a yeah. very good player too. So um, every, I think people forget about him, but he, he walks a ton. So um, they got really like, they got three really good players back in that trade. Yeah. Yeah. Durant, Durant's such a good story. Cause he, he signed for 10,000. He signed late, you know, he's, I think he signed when he was 18. Um, he lived like in a small town out outside of the main scouting area. And he just, it was like a, a tale of perseverance and he just, and he's so humble. It just, you know, we, we, we spoke yeah, to he, him. He, yeah. He's a very good dude. You know, me and him got very close in the fall league and he, it's pretty cool. Just, just being with him every day. Like he's, he's not trying to like, I talk about it too, just being friendly while you compete. Like he wants me to succeed just as much as I want him to succeed. And you can feel that every day with him. And that's, what's so special about him. Um, he's just a very good dude to work with. All right. All right. Okay. So um, I, I th- this lockout thing, I guess is kind of affecting you a little bit in that you don't know when big league spring training is going to start. Um, have they, has, have the Rangers given you any guidance just, go out there and, and take care of your own business. And when the time comes, if the time comes, they'll slide, they'll slide you over. Yeah. I mean, I talked to CY. CY didn't really give me any heads up on when that would start, but like, he just told me like, um, just do like, keep going about my business. Like I have been, Mm -hmm. um, worry about put my head down and work and everything will turn out the way, the way it should. Um, but like I'm, I'm kind of disappointed because I was really excited to work with Simeon and Seeger, um, mm-hmm. just to pick their brains a little bit. But um, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling so good about it. I don't think it's going to happen, um, which sucks. But I guess I'll see them next spring training if I'm still here. But um, just, I think the main thing for all of us guys is just go out there, try to get better, um, and that's all we can do. That's all we can control. So, yep, yeah. Um, it, it's interesting because, um, there, you know, if, if, season, if, if the lockout ends and camp starts two days later, there's going to be a, a, a roster shortfall on the big, on the big league roster. And if games start, you know, as you, as you well know, the, the Marcus Simeons and Corey Seegers of the world play three innings the first time out. Uh, and, and then usually a minor league free agent or somebody from the minors will come in. So it seems like that there will be need for players. And um, anyway, it'll it's, it's just going to be interesting. And this this whole thing is so screwed up. We, we, we should be in Arizona right now. Yep. It's going to be an interesting uh, two months. Holy cow. It's going to be yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So what, what do you think? Are, 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 I mean, obviously, you're on the player side. But it, are, are, are you following this closely? Are they doing good work for your future? That's what I've been hearing. Like, I was talking to Brandon Lau today and – um, he, he was basically telling me like, it's not the stuff they're negotiating isn't really affecting him or like, like guys like Simeon and Seeger. It's more guys like me and guys that are like, maybe could get called up in the next two or three years. Um, and that, like, that means a lot for real because like they're fighting for the future of baseball. So, um, it's yeah. always good to hear that stuff. And it's just like, I don't understand why the, like Rob Manfred or whoever it is that are doing the negotiations don't want to try to grow the game. And um, I don't know too much about it. I don't, I don't really try to look into all that, but it's kind of just disappointing how they've had all this time and they haven't really figured anything out, but um, I can't control any of it. So um, just hope, hope for the best in the next couple of weeks or something. Well, you're playing baseball no matter what. So, right. 
yeah so that's cool I, I guess it's like the only like i said the only downside for me is like i wish i was at spring training with Simeon and see sure absolutely yeah that, that's so, invaluable like i was really looking forward to that but i, I don't think it's gonna happen well they're around you'll you'll be able to find them and then they, they'll they'll want to know you so figure it out you're a smart kid <laughs> All right, so um, we're, we're, I'm done with baseball. Uh, so the 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 biggest thing that I think happened to you this offseason was you got engaged. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, congratulations. Tell tell us Thank all you. about it. How'd you meet her? Uh, how'd I do what? How'd you meet her? How'd you convince her? Do you drug her? What's the deal? <laughs> um, no, I mean like. I think she, we had been talking about it for a long time. Like I wish I had done it in 2020, but I didn't really want to do anything to do with COVID. Um, so then I reported early in January and I was like, well, I'm not going to do it during the season. So she kind of had a, an idea of when it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, the season ended like middle of September. And then I was going to the fall league in two weeks, two or three weeks. So she knew it was going to happen in those three weeks. Um, and like, so funny, like funny thing is we kind of knew I was going to propose. So she was trying to already get wedding venues and a date picked out because of, with COVID everything was getting pushed back and all the dates were being locked up. And because I'm a baseball player, you gotta, you gotta put the wedding after the season. So that restricts everything else. So she had already gotten a date prior to me proposing to her. <laughs> um, and that, like, it's just a weird story. Um, so we already had the venue and I hadn't seen the venue yet. So I was like, when I get home, I want to go see the venue. Um, so it, and it just worked out. My parents set up uh, their, um, the, my parents set up this nice dinner for them. Uh, for a whole our whole family family one night and i was like let's go there before the dinner um she's like okay whatever and i she knew uh, what i was doing yeah um but i i did it there like she, like i was touring the whole venue and then like i did it uh where we would walk through at the wedding so um they worked out well um it sucks because like she kind of had an idea of when it was going to happen which isn't always what you want when you're the guy but um, unfortunately with baseball season and how things worked out, uh, just had to be like that, but it went smoothly. And after we went to my place and had all my friends and her family, um, over and we had a nice little party. So it was fun. Yeah. I, I, I my proposal, I totally botched it. Like I was, I was, I was horribly nervous. <laughs> it was our I would be too. Your wife's like, way too good for you we'll just make, we'll just make dinner here at the house. I'll cook something. And like, so we were cooking, I was cooking steak. I bought some nice steaks. I burned the shit out of them. And I, <laughs> like the fire got out of control and like the steaks were just burnt to a crisp. And like, uh, I made hash brown casserole and like, it didn't cook all the way through. I mean, it was a disaster. Gosh. So then like, you know, I was just so nervous and I was pacing and I'll never forget. Oklahoma State and it was either Rutgers and or Army were playing on TV. Football. Lou Holtz was on the call. She was just sitting on the couch, and I knew she knew it was coming. I was like, "All right, stand up." And I didn't. I like I didn't get on my knee or anything, and I just said, "All right, uh, you want to marry? You want to marry me? You know, just, just something terrible like that." I mean, it was, awful. it was awful. But she said yes, so that's that's all that matters. I yeah. did it. I did it in a bar. So. Oh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, okay I, I knew the band, and so the guy took the ring on stage and then called me up, and then we had her up, and of course, you know, she almost didn't go that night. I had called her folks. She lives from Illinois, and I'd called them, and they knew that we were getting engaged, and she had called her mom and said, I'm tired. I don't think I'm going to go meet him because the, the premise was we're going to go see this band. And she's yeah. like, I'm not going to go. Her mom's and her mom, she couldn't figure out why her mom was going, no, no, you need to go. I don't care how tired you are. You need to go. So you did, you did good. I, I tell you what, I just paid for a wedding and in 2020 we had to move it back. So you were smart to wait because we were supposed to get married. My daughter was supposed to get married in the summer. And then we had to move it back all the way to the winter of December to do it because mm -hmm. people couldn't travel. And we had yeah. dropped a lot of money. The venue started getting 
antsy with us. We're like, dude, you need to book us another date. That's what's so tough is like everybody <clears throat> couldn't do it. So now they're pushing everything back. And I'm like, we got to lock in a date or else we're not getting married for two more years. Yep. Yep. So when's so, the date? So October 8th. October 8th. Okay. <laughs> so I've already told, they've already told me, Hey, if we're in the playoffs yep, and I'm in the big leagues, we're going to call it, we're going to run into some issues. <laughs> hey, that would be a great reason to miss your wedding. Honestly, I think, I think your, your fiance could go. That's all right. You know what? Hopefully that would be an off day <laughs> and we can figure something out, but fly in and November, fly out. November 8th in uh, Alabama. October 8th. Yeah. in Huntsville. All right. In Huntsville. We'll all right. I'll get you my address. If you need me to be, may not be able to call. make it, but uh, you know, tell us where you registered. <laughs> Hey, I hear some candlesticks, something like that. I know you want me to be best man, but I, I, but I'm better at flower girl. I won't get distracted. I'll drop the flowers. I don't cry. I don't, you know, draw attention to myself. I I don't look cute in a dress, but I mean, it'll work. (laughs) You're still, you'd still a show. That's right. Yeah. I don't want to show up the bride. In a bad way. (laughs) <laughs> well congratulations that's fantastic okay i appreciate it we're gonna we're gonna get into some fun stuff here let's let's you know we already talked about where you grew up other sports you play we did all that stuff now we're just gonna ask like you know what we're gonna have it on the second time we're just gonna have some fun so tell me what's an insult you've received that you're most proud of <laughs> um what is it called an r RBF. RBF? Yeah. What's that mean? You know what that is? Resting no. bitch face. Oh. <laughs> I got a bad one of those. <laughs> so I'm pretty proud of that because like like people would think I'm pissed off all the time. I'm like, look, I'm not pissed off. I'm just like that's just how my face is. So <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's a, all right. No, is it is it is it resting bastard face for men? Hey, nah, it, it, it works. Bitch face works yeah, for you. Got to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All okay. right. So, so tell me a funny story that your parents tell about you that you're willing to share with us. There's got to be something that they, they always bring out at a party or something, some story that something you pulled off when you were a kid or something. <sighs> Not the best at telling stories, to be honest. Um, I mean, there's one with uh, when I was first starting to play baseball. My dad, it was like when I was young enough to where it was my first year of rec ball. And before that, my dad would always hit me ground balls in the concrete or whatever. And I got old enough to where he was like, hey, you need to go try out for the team. So I get in the car, whatever, it's time to go try out for this team. And we're going to practice. And, like, we pull up to the place, and I don't want to get out of the car. I'm like (laughs) – I'm like, I'm scared. I'm shy. Like, I don't want to go to the field. He's like dragging me. He's like, he comes up to me. He goes, if you want to ever play baseball again, you're going to get out of the car right now and you're going to go practice. Um, And if you don't, we're never going to, I'm not going to ever hit ground balls to you ever in the yard again. I got unbuckled my seatbelt. I got out of the car. He (laughs) dragged me onto the field and he introduced me to the head coach. And, um, he was like, you know, hey, I'm yada yada. Um, like, have you ever, you know, played baseball before? And I, you know, what I told him, I said, yeah, I'm better than, and I, yeah, and I'm better than all these other people out here right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's pretty good. So ever since then, like, my dad tells that story to you know all the all the dads that were on that team. Yeah, um, because the head coach head coach tells that story to a lot of people um so that's i think that's pretty funny just because it just shows the confidence i had when i was like six seven years old <laughs> yeah well you 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 you're still a confident guy and you have, yeah. your, you have reason to be but yeah that's confidence hey confidence pays man <laughs> hey you know what he he knew when he asked she was going to say yes he was confident that's what that's right. I think we were all in that. Okay. Is there uh, any, uh, any shows you're binging right now on like Netflix or prime or something that what's one of the shows you've binged that you enjoyed? It's a good question. I actually finished me and McKenzie just finished game of Thrones. Um, eight seasons of that. We finished that like last week. We want to get into Peaky blinders. That's good. Um, 
we watched episode one of that. We our show that we watch every year is Big Brother. Um, hmm. There's a celebrity version right now. My my daughter and her husband are into that. They is love Lamar that. Odom. Uh, that huh? Lamar, Lamar Odom's Odom? in this one, yeah. Lamar Odom is in it. Yeah. Did he cra- he crapped the bed or something like that? I, saw. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. Did he? I don't. I don't. I, don't know. I, I thought that. he did something. I thought he soiled something. He don't know how to play the game, which is funny. Like he's okay. asking everybody in there like questions, and everybody's like, "Dude, like you can't be asking me that because like you're giving away like yeah. you don't really know how to play the game, and it's like an easy, easy guy to get out of the game because he doesn't know how to play. So they're just gonna keep him, and then they'll get out, get rid of him later. And he'll he'll have no idea what to do. <laughs> um, trying to think. All right, do you have do you have a favorite baseball movie? There's a lot of good ones. Um. What is that one called? Pitcher for the Tigers, for the love of the game. For the love of the game. For the love of the game. Yeah, for the love of the game. I like that one. Um, Sandlot's obviously good, but I like for the love of the game. Because like, like, like the thing is with that one, McKenzie can kind of relate to the wife. Yep. Yeah, um, sure. Sure. Kind of stuff. So. All right. All right. Oh, oh. But before we move on, yeah, you, go ahead. If you, if you're gonna binge watch something, you didn't. You need to binge watch The Wire. That's what I tell everybody. I'm in the middle of it now. Wire is that that criminal one, dude? Yeah, and ba- set in Baltimore. Dude. It's so good. It's so good. It's I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it for the second, second or third time right now. So am I. What episode, oh, John? We're in season four. We just started season four. I'm at the end of season two, so they're out on the docks. You, we know what we're talking about here. You would love this. <laughs> Showing the good. shows that you've said you liked, I guarantee you, you'll like that show, The Wire. I've been watching. Um, actually, I've been watching the Last Dance again. Oh, so okay. I love that documentary. I didn't get. Through oh, that that's one. the. Uh, the yeah, that's the uh, the Michael Jordan one. That's good. Yeah. yeah, that's good too. I like how that's like exposed the rift between him and Pippin. Yep. Like yeah, that, it's, it's 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 very well put together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and of course it brought up. <clears throat> The Carmen Electra Dennis Rodman marriage. Yep. Man, yeah. I love Carmen Electra growing Dennis up. Dennis had to escape and they gave him a 48 hour <laughs> right. uh, thing and he went back for like 80 hours. Yeah. Uh, it was hilarious. They're like, we just, we just had to let him go. <laughs> yeah. If we wanted him Michael back and they needed, they needed his yeah. defense too. So they had to do that. They had to give it to him. Okay. <clears throat> dinner party. You get to invite three people, past or present. Who's at your dinner party? Uh, <laughs> I'm stumped here. I did. I stumped him. I mean, like, I, I just because I'm watching the last dance, I would love to invite Michael Jordan. Sure. That would be a yeah. great one. Uh, <laughs> Is she chiming in back there? <laughs> Derek Jeter and. Uh, <laughs> I think he's just throwing darts here. Yeah, he's. Dude. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm doing this, man. Dude, throw in, throw in Jeff. Throw in Jeff. Yeah, yeah. you got Jeff. There you go. You, Jeff Absolutely. will do it. You got a biggest pet peeve? No. No. You got to tell you. You have RBF or whatever, bitch face. There's got to be something that pisses you off. <laughs> um. <laughs> Somebody not being straight up with me. That's a good sure. one. That's a good thing. Okay. My, my pet peeve that drives me absolutely insane is when somebody tries to get on the elevator before I get off. Like on another floor? Or what are you talking about? Like so, I'm on the elevator. Oh, it opens and they try to I jump in. I need to in. get off. And somebody tries to get on before I get off. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that one infuriates me. Yeah. Infuriates. They just got to wait one second for you to exit. And then, oh. and then just jump right in. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That, that's it. Are there any things that you're afraid of, like spiders, snakes, you know, whatever? You're from Alabama there. Maybe it's, you know, who knows? I mean, spiders and snakes are good ones. I mean. You are afraid of them? So you don't have like a good Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to, I have to kill the spiders. So do I. I got to kill roaches. Me. Roaches are funny because like they literally can't do any harm to you. But like for some reason, it's you, like 
They're gross. They're, they're yeah, they're nasty. You and my yeah. you and my wife. My God, my wife jumps like it's a damn rattlesnake going across the floor if a roach is anywhere. And they're lucky at a new house. But man, she'll go up on a wall and it's like, geez, it's a roach. But I guess it's because they're nasty. All right, they're pretty gross. All right, what what, what is there anything that makes you nervous? He's um, going. He's like, what the other, hell other did I get than, myself? Other than his first ever baseball tryout. <laughs> Wedding. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's crazy is like right before the game, like leading up before the game, I get very nervous for some reason. That's understandable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like leading up to the game. Sure. Probably like national anthem. You start to get like pregame nerves. And then right when first pitch happens, like I'm, I'm fine. It, it's totally there. Yeah. I, I mean, I played a little bit of sports growing up. I know what you mean. I mean, you're, it's like, I, I don't know why, but like, because I play every game. Probably like, yeah, it's probably it's probably excitement, but it's just it's like a weird feeling that you have, like you're because you're ready. I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to do it. You have a favorite holiday? Um, I like Christmas a lot. Okay, more more than probably Thanksgiving or something. You got a favorite joke? No, I'm not a joke person. (laughs) (laughs) I've already said. Shit, bitch, and bastard. So yeah. I guess we can work a little bit blue here. Yeah, if, if, if there was one, but you're not. I don't even have any, any good ones <laughs> anymore. <laughs> it's hard. Okay, what's your morning routine? When you get up in the morning, what's what's the routine? and what, what gets you rolling? Um, This offseason, it's been like wake up at 7, make some breakfast, um, head out the door around 7.30, um, and then I get to the facility and – I'm there and then I do my stuff there and then that's it. I don't really, I don't brush my teeth before I don't do any of that. I just get up, go break, go make breakfast. What's your, what's your breakfast? Huh? What are usually it? Eggs or what are you a protein guy? It's usually eggs and like a little bit of oatmeal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You said, you said you cleaned up your diet. Did you do anything radical? Not radical. It's just, just eat cleaner. Like instead of getting Chick-fil-A, four times a week i get it like once a week <laughs> um but like but mainly like mckenzie is a really good cook so she'll, she'll cook i'll like i usually had like sandwich uh meat for lunch and mm-hmm. then like she made like stuff like salmon or some kind of chicken steak thing at night sure. um, with a good vegetable so mainly just cooking more often and then like on the weekends maybe eat out once or twice yeah well, speaking of that, what's her what what what's the best meal she makes? What's your favorite? That she best makes? meal she makes. She actually made it last night. Salmon with green beans and rice. It's mm. phenomenal. Oh, I could. That sounds good. So it's got a, the the salmon's got a little bit of teriyaki taste to it. Screw Michael Very Jordan. Good. Invite me to your three person dinner if that's going to so be. You're, you're probably you're probably checking it at under at about 500 calories on that too. <laughs> so I mean, that's like a good healthy, depending on how much you eat. But yeah, that's it's healthy. It's phenomenal. Okay, last two. If you didn't play baseball, what would you do? Well, I told I tell a lot of people this. Like, oh, I have a lot of passion for coaching college baseball. That is that a, is that uh, a, hopefully a plan one day you'd like to do that? I would love to do that. Hopefully, I don't have to do that. You know, hopefully, I make a lot of money where I don't have to. I feel like I have to go have another job, but. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to be like a Nick Saban of the a college baseball kind of thing. Cool. That's um, not a bad so I, have, I have a lot of drive to do that. So, I mean, some guys who've made money have gone back, like uh, Lance Berkman and Jose Cruz. Joey Tulowitzki. Yeah. yeah. Kirk, uh, Kirk Sarlus is at TCU. He he didn't have the longest career, but he he, he did all right. So, I mean, there's there are definitely guys that, that do it. That, I think that's great. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, the problem awesome. is i got to get my degree before I do it. Sure. Well, got time. You'd have time to do that for sure. You could go catch on somewhere after you've made all your money. You can go in and be in a what a, a volunteer coach, get your degree, do yeah, something like that until you get there. So what what's your degree in? Kinesiology. Well, see, kinesiology is but see, I didn't go to college to get a degree in kinesiology. Right. I understand. I went to college to go play at Mississippi State and get <laughs> get better at baseball. <laughs> So, like, if you asked me if I remember anything that I learned in college, the answer is no. <laughs> That's total so honesty, though. Majors. You can change majors. 
but then I'm I'm backtracking. Yeah, no kidding. He's got all his hours for kines. Can he? Can he? See, I can't even say it. I you're got smart. two semesters. You're talking about you're not I smart. I can't two even two semesters, then I'm good. Two semesters? Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I changed my major. Now I got four semesters. <laughs> you just got to get the degree. You got to have a degree to be a coach, and that's what he's got to get. Yeah. So come on, when Jeff. they're when they're when they're having a a meeting with me, they're not going to say, "Foss, what'd you major in?" Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the intelligence that I'm going to bring to the meeting is why they're going to hire. Exactly. I wonder. I guess Lance. I guess they got their degrees, Berkman and all those guys. They have to. All right. Yeah. Yeah. To be a, to be a college coach, you have to have at least a a bachelor's degree. That's true. All right. Who plays Who plays you in the movie? Huh? If they had a movie about Justin Foscue, who plays you? What do you mean? Who plays me? What Which actor? I, what actor would play Justin Foscue in the movie? Um, let me hold on. Let me let me look up male actors. Really <laughs> <laughs> no, I could, I, you I need to go ask McKenzie. Say, hey, who's your favorite actor? What what actor? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um i'll just go with you know dominic west kind of looks like you he's from the wire yeah a little bit like 60 now. yeah it probably is yeah i mean see a lot of these guys have personalities i don't have a personality <laughs> Well, well, they're actors. They they're can, actors. They can, they can act like they don't have a personality. See? That's true. So I'm going to go with uh, Christian Bale. All right. He could pull it off. That, that dude's a chameleon. I've seen him play so many different things. All right. See? Yeah, that's a good one, honestly, That because he played the Dark Knight. He's, he sure did. Jeff, anything else? Let this guy go, man. We gave you. Did you, did you ever do the hot chip? Did you ever? No, I didn't chip? do that crap. I did not do that crap. I, I told I told him I said, look, I'm not doing that. I don't want to die. <laughs> That's my fear because I thought about I thought about getting one for for this and trying it, but <clears throat> I don't want to have a heart attack. I, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. That's the thing that. I'm afraid of. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'd go into straight cardiac arrest. I think. I actually love spicy food. I don't have an issue, sure. but but dude, no way. I'm not nothing. That's that. No. Not in a million yeah. years. Justin, this has been fun. And now this this is your second time. But, man, we plan on over the years you being on here multiple times. There will be all kinds of different things to talk about during season, in the off season. We'll have to check back in after the wedding and tell, and tell us, did you say the right name? Did you sweat all the way down the aisle or whatever happened? We're going to see you out in the – we'll probably see you at spring training also and see you around the ballpark. Cool. Sounds good, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, and then you know it's it's I think it's pretty much goes to the top right to the top of your resume that you're the first time the first two yep tell first, everyone the first guest to appear twice on this podcast absolutely so, really you're the first one to come twice that's it cool so when, when you reapply to college make sure you put that on there on the resume they'll, they'll, they'll want to know I was the first repeat oh. guest on the Texas Rangers baseball podcast there <laughs> goes going on my resume already let's get it on. <laughs> That's We're Justin Foscue, guys. Justin Foscue, Texas Ranger infielder. He's joining us. First repeat uh, offender. Is that a way to put it? They're the first yeah, repeat offender to come on. First repeat guest. Justin, thank you so much. Uh, good luck uh, with the season. We'll see you at spring training, bud. Yeah, sounds good, guys. Appreciate it again. Okay. <clears throat> okay, that's the first time we've had a second. That was fun that time. See, those questions got a little crazy. Man, it looks like I stumped him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. I I. I the actor i mean he's kind of a young guy and he sounds like he watches tv yeah and and is it into the entertainment thing so i i don't know maybe you couldn't think of an actor who looked like him that's what he's probably well at first he, he went wrong because he was like i don't have much of a personality it's like dude they they can act like they don't have a personality he's got right. more of a personality than he thinks he just doesn't want yeah. to imagine yeah. he does so he's pretty funny yeah that, that was a great one to have back on and we've already reached out to a couple other guys we're gonna have some more on here and look um it, it this this whole podcast is texas rangers whether they're former current future whatever and right. when when we haven't had them on a while it's time to roll back through it and this was a great one especially right before spring training 
Yeah. And, you know, big league spring training didn't start this week. And, uh, but, but the minute, the mini camp is going to go next week uh, for, for some minor leaguers. And, um, you know, I, I know that there's a lot of excitement with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and, and sure. John Gray and Cole Calhoun to a lesser extent, but um, <clears throat> th- this team is still going to be built on prospects. Oh. And um, these are the guys you got to know. And, and, you he's, know, he's a one to watch this year too. He's, he is one of the guys to watch. Talented guy. I mean, there are, there are people in the organization who just fawn over this guy. And I know that like in <clears throat> baseball America or some of the other rankings, he's, you know, below top five, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my 11 through 20 this week, next week, one yeah. to 10. And um, it's, <laughs> it, you know, he, he's, he's probably going to be, top five i had him uh i did so i mean i look i, I like him I, I i i like i like his bat i like how he plays i like everything about him yeah. um he he is a good he is a major leaguer if he keeps i mean he look he came as advertised right you you you, you draft him some of them think they they might have dra- drafted him to get him a little below slot when they took him where they did because they might have projected him about late 20s they took him at 14 uh, but it uh, doesn't matter. This is a college bat that was a projected first rounder, and man, he hadn't disappointed since he's when he's healthy now, yeah, and, and right. he's done good. Sure, and you know they all they all hit bumps in the road along the way, and sure, um, you know he he probably didn't his numbers at Double A probably weren't as good as he wanted them to be, but I think he said previously that you know by the end of the year he was feeling good, and that's yeah. You know, that, and, and that's another thing that, that, you know, you hear the Rangers say is that they aren't going to necessarily look at stat lines. They're going to be looking at the process and if people are doing the right things, because they, they believe that if they're doing what they're supposed to do, then they're going to eventually it's going to come around. And, 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 you know, it's, it's a case of luck, luck turning in their favor. And um, I really hate the word luck and, and, uh, you know, in baseball parlance is it kind of seems like an excuse, you know, if you shift and they beat, they beat the shift, it's, it's a bad luck. Well, maybe, but um, it's also just baseball, yeah. you know, and, and uh, you can't get unlucky that often. And, you know, you can't, you can't be unlucky and give up seven runs. I mean, you've, you've screwed up at some point. So yep. uh, anyway, yeah. No, no kidding. And box for the day, I guess. So, so Jeff and I are still planning our trip out there. We're going to get out there at some point. We can't. It's just hard to make a plan without. We, like you said, we were talking about it earlier. You're, you, you know, I, need, I, I don't want to get out there till big leaguers are there. So, don't blame you. I don't either. So that that'll work. I tell you what, though. We so the 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 owners made an offer. Players weren't happy again. I don't know where we are on this. There's not much to go on there. I think everyone knows. Tr put out something great today. And that was he starting this. How many parts is it going to be? Uh, it's going to be three parts. Three-part memoir on Josh Hamilton, which uh, is exclusively at jeffwilson.substack.com, five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars for a year. Absolutely. Um, and these 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 TR stories are uh, worth it uh, alone. You know, on, on their own. You oh my know, gosh! If, if if you don't want to read a thing I write, but you want to subscribe to read TR stuff that's fine with me. Oh my uh, gosh. It's very good. And, um, you, you know, it's, it's, it's Rangers history seen through a, a lens of a man who covered baseball for 32 years, but he was down there. He was on the baseball. It's unbelievable how much TR knows about baseball. Oh, the backstory that he told about Josh, everything. I mean, it, it's all of that. We, I think you and I both have stories about Josh that, that you and I were talking about, um, you know, and, 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 I kind of alluded to mine. I, I'm a so I, I I may be one of the only Ranger fans that knew who Josh Hamilton was, and I've seen. I'm not trying to brag or whatever, but I knew who Josh Hamilton was as an 18 year old playing rookie ball because I happened to see him play in Princeton, West Virginia, as a diehard Texas Ranger fan, and I had the weirdest experience with that guy. So I followed his whole downfall. Like a lot of Ranger fans heard that story, they know that story. But they didn't hear about that story till after Josh Hamilton was a Texas Ranger. Then they because they didn't he wasn't in the Rangers organization. Um, yeah. So he was drafted first overall by the Rays in 1999. 
I ended up going to Princeton, West Virginia, where they played their rookie ball. The Rangers used to play in Spokane. Um, that's where their rookie ball was. And so there's a little league called the Appalachian League up there, and Bluefield Oreos are up there. The Rangers used to have the Pulaski Rangers. Um, I saw them play there years ago. So we're talking, how many is that, 13, 14 years ago. And oh, I had – 1999. Josh Hamill was the number one pick in 1999. So. Oh, that's tw- what am I I'm thinking like it's 2013. 20, <laughs> 23 years ago. That's right. 23 years ago. A long time ago. Yes, I was old. Um, I was old. So I'm, I, I'm, I get into town. I know I'm going to be in Princeton. I just think to myself, it'd be cool if, if they were playing. The computers weren't like they are today. I couldn't pull up my phone and check and see if Princeton was playing. I drive into Princeton, West Virginia. It's not very big. Um, it, you think of one of your, you know, suburbs around here, maybe a DeSoto or Cedar Hill, kind of like that. You know, they probably had 30,000 people in the city or whatever. <clears throat> Pull into town, and I was calling. I was selling batteries, um, car batteries, any kind of battery you had. That's what I sold for a living. And uh, so I was calling on a bus barn where they school buses, where you do school buses and you sell the big batteries for the school buses. Had an appointment. About one in the afternoon, as I pull in, I didn't realize right there in the bus yard was the the right field fence of where the Princeton Devil Rays played. And so this gate into the stadium's wide open. Nobody's there, but they're taking batting practice. So I do my business, go put my stuff in my van. I had a rented car, rented van. I said, I'm going to go in here and see these guys hit. I just read about this number one overall pick. I walk up in the stadium. This is when I knew – Maybe there was something weird about Josh. I walked up in there, and there's the only people in this whole place. There was this couple down behind home plate. And they looked at me and immediately came over and just came right at me. And I, I thought, they work here. I don't know who they are. They come right up to me, and they ask what I was doing there. I said, well, the number one overall pick for the Rays is going to be playing here. And I said, I don't know who he is, but I know he, I just read about him. They said, yeah, his name's Josh Hamilton. He's about to – he's number 18. He was wearing number 18. I do remember that. And they pointed him out, and he was about to get in the cage. And they said, well, that's our son. And I was like, oh, wow. So, you know, nice to meet you guys. They're sitting there talking. I thought – and so my what's my assumption? Well, you guys have taken off work to come up here and watch Josh play a few games. And I said, so you guys made it up to – up here to watch him play, huh? And they go, well, we actually live here. We're retired, and we moved here. We're going to follow him, follow him around. She goes, I do his – I usually cook him a meal and I do his laundry. That was the first time I was like, whoa, that's kind of strange. I mean, I mean, like your mom didn't follow you to college, did she, to come do your laundry? And, and- Right. Well, and, and you know, the, the deal was, or the story is that Hamilton was hurt, I think the next spring, <clears throat> yeah. hurt his back. Maybe it was the spring after that. And um, so he didn't break camp with the team and he had to stay. Uh, you know, back it raised uh, the raised facility, right? <clears throat> and and then his his parents got in a car wreck. Yep. And it, it was bad enough that she needed medical attention and and couldn't be living in a hotel room or whatever. So they went back to their house, and um, so they left Josh alone for the first time ever. And then shortly thereafter, you know, he he couldn't play baseball, so he wandered into this you know tattoo tattoo parlor and right. That's where that's where the downfall began. So, um, you know, maybe he maybe he was coddled a little too much. But then again, maybe they knew that Josh had a, a curious streak and that, that might get him in trouble. Could be. I, I don't know. But, I, you know, I, I got uh, while I was standing there with them, the GM for the uh, for the little Princeton Devil Rays came up. It was the Princeton Devil Rays then. It wasn't the Princeton Rays or anything. Mm-hmm. He comes up and he's holding these packs of baseball cards. And he's like, hey, the new cards came in. And uh, he goes, the cards. And I said, well, how much are they? And they said, $5. So I said, can I buy a pack here? And he let me, there was no, you know, there was no tax or anything. He just sold them to me. So, you know, who else was on that team. Seth McClung, Carl Crawford. Uh, they were all on that team, not known names then. I actually knew who Carl Crawford was over Josh Hamilton because he was a Texas boy that had right. come out of Houston, and I was kind of following prospects that were supposed to get drafted. But I ended up watching a game that night. I tell you right then, Josh hit three or four buses while he was taking batting practice. At 18, he was killing the ball. He was hitting these buses, and he hit a, he hit a ball that night. He hit a home run against the Baltimore – or the uh, – the Bluefield Oreos, which was the rookie ball for the everybody in that rookie league, who whatever town you played for, you were the team. So you were like the, mm. 
the Blue Jays sure. or the whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was the ball. It was the Bluefield Oreos, which was about thirty miles away. And Princeton Bluefield has this big rivalry. There is a state line. Bluefield is Virginia. Princeton is West Virginia. They have big high school football rivalry. It's kind of like a small DFW Metroplex thing. That they, it was pretty interesting. So I was following Hamilton. I had that card. I just knew it was going to be worth all this money. And then, lo and behold, the internet came. I started Googling him. And, you know, he goes downhill. He goes, you know, so mm. I knew all that. So when he came to the Rangers, I, I guarantee you, I'm one of the top percent of people that knew who he was and knew that oh my god do you know what this guy's been through before the whole story came out now you covered him you got to have some kind of story well sure uh before before we go on though interesting story about carl crawford for for a number of years there were nebraska cornhusker football faithful who pinned the the beginning of the demise of the cornhuskers program on carl crawford because he had committed to go play football there because he was a great quarterback yep. in high school. Yes, he was. But he signed with the the with Tampa Bay and, and played baseball. But there are people who to this day believe in Nebraska that if Carl Crawford had had gone to to college, you know, he he you know would have would have been in he would have replaced uh, Eric Crouch and and then been in there with Scott Frost that that era. But you know, really after that's kind of where it started. I know Tom Osborne retired at one point in there, but um, anyway, that, yeah. that, that, and that kind of shame about Crawford, but you know, with, with Josh, um, what was he like? God. Well, like the, the very first thing I ever did uh, for the Rangers on the Rangers beat. Well, I went to the winter meetings. The first like press conference I went to with the Rangers was the announcing the trade. It was in December of 2007, right around Christmas. And he was there and, um, I just remember, you know, seeing him and he's obviously a big guy, but you could see some tattoos and you knew the story and right. uh, he liked to joke around a lot. And, um, you know, 2008, terrific season. I was there for the home run derby, which was amazing. Um, 2009, he, he was injured um, and, and I went on a rehab assignment. He was in, he was with uh, Oklahoma City and they were playing in. Uh, Des Moines they're playing the Iowa Cubs yeah and so I we flew they didn't you know start telegram back then spent money and sent me to <clears throat> Des Moines to just cover a day of Josh Hamilton's rehab assignment and um he you know he batted first and or second something like that <sighs> he, he had five at bats and he saw like six pitches <clears throat> I mean you know he, he's a notorious first ball swinger yeah but he didn't do anything in the game and so I, I wrote that. He's like, yeah, his game wasn't as kind of lackluster, blah, blah, blah. He didn't see a lot of pitches. Well, he gets off of rehab, which was extended a few days because he thought he would just be there for like a day or two. And so first day back, he goes, hey, they read your story about, about me not seeing pitches. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my story, my story is what convinced them to make you stay longer, not any of the coaches or any of the scouts who were there watching <laughs> This is the power this podcast has. I'm telling you right now. Well, and so, but anyway, you know, obviously 2010, I, I've never seen a home run like the one he hit uh, one day in Miami. I believe it was the same game. It was definitely the same series when Michael Young became the Rangers all-time hits leader. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a line drive, the straight, straightaway center field at pro player stadium. It was 436 to center, you know, just the weird dimensions of that thing. And that ball, obviously it got more than, what I say, but that thing didn't get 20 feet off the ground. It was just a straight missile. And I, and I don't know what, you know, exit velocity would have been sure. But I, I think that's the hardest I've ever seen a ball hit. And, and it just, it was unbelievable. It was just, and it was, you know, during his unbelievable July, uh, he ended up hitting 359 that season. He didn't even play in September, but um, that, that was probably, and I, he, you know, he was Mike Trout before Mike Trout. Sure. He was, you, you know, he didn't have, he didn't steal as many bases, but he was, he was super, super fast. I mean, you know, any ball in the gap and he's on first base, he's scoring, you know, yeah. he's like a four, 400 meter guy to just get those big legs going and, and those long strides and he's scoring, um, you know, of course, injury prone, uh, had some weird stuff happen in 2012. I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've never seen a perfect game. There's been 23 of those. I've seen a four homer game. 
Josh Hamilton, there have been 18 of those. He was number 16. I saw that uh, May 8th, 2012 at Baltimore. I, I, I'm writing about it in the newsletter tomorrow. I went back and watched the video based on TR story. It's just, what, what, what a game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that was a, amazing. What an individual perform, amazing individual performance. So, um, you weren't at I, the perfect game last year? It was a no hitter. There were, the Rangers just got no hit twice. They didn't. Oh, that's it right. It wasn't a perfect game. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, so, and, you know, and then when he came back, um, he, you know, he was, I don't know if he was at the end, but he was, he was the same guy. You know, he had, he hadn't really changed. And, uh, was he friendly? You know, was he friendly to you guys? Yeah, he was very friendly. Sure. Yeah. He wasn't standoffish or anything. And, you know, he wanted to use his platform to spread the gospel and, sure. and all that stuff. But there were times where he had some battles and, um, got tired of, you know, he, like he went to that big slump in July of 2012 because he's trying to quit chewing. And, uh, yeah, you know, he, he finally, he didn't, he started chewing again, which pissed off his wife. And that's a whole other story. Exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, 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 we, we don't know where things stand right now with his trial of his case. You know, he's accused of felony child abuse, uh, in 2009, 2019. Right. Um, the alleged incident was September 29th um that's uh that's i can't do the math but that's that's a long time ago yeah um, like covid yeah. shut down a lot of courts i know right. that right. so maybe right. they're playing catch up maybe they're well, still and, you know there's anyway it, so um obviously he's not around the last time we saw him he was very friendly it was actually the 28th the, the day they shut down the ballpark um so you know i, I know that he's around his, his parents live with him again yeah uh you know so they're 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 keeping tabs on him. So he's, he's got a ranch here in Texas, he has, didn't he? He has a ranch down in uh, central Texas. And so, you know, he works the ranch like a, you know, so as long as he's staying busy and, and, and not letting his mind do crazy things, he's going to be all right. But I, I know that, I, I mean, I don't know for a fact, he hasn't told me, but I can tell, I, you don't have to tell me that him not being able to see his daughters is driving him nuts. And so, uh, yeah, and that- I, I hope that comes to a, a, a good resolution. Yeah, me too. And, and look, that's a that's a story that you, you you have to let it play out. You hear accusations, you hear things, you got to see what really happened. Sometimes there's a divorce there. I mean, you know, who knows? I, I it doesn't sound good, but uh, in in either case, and certainly when there's a child involved. But I'm a big guy, and I said this so many times before everyone jumps off and goes off. I'm like, you know what? You really need to hear this whole thing out. You got to hear the story. Yeah. Let's find out. Let's let facts play out and see exactly what happened. Sure. Sure. And, you know, we can all speculate and we, sure. those of us who know Josh and, and, and we, we have, um, but you know, it's not fair to, to anybody to, to do that. Just let, let the court system play out and um, ho- hopefully there's something there and, yep. and hopefully it's not as hopefully for everybody's sake, Yep. you know, it, it, it's not, it's not, right. as bad as, as it has been uh, presented. Per, portrayed. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, interesting, interesting guy. Yep. For sure. Well, I mean, I don't know what else we've got. Was there anything you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? We've already gone an hour no, and four minutes. Not really. Uh, you know, we, we are going to, to spring training. Yep. That, that, that we'll, we'll be there. The newsletter will, will definitely be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's some exciting things in store for, for this podcast sure. or the newsletter, which I, I'm not quite ready to divulge yet. Yeah, we but. can't we can't talk about it. There's some neat things. Let's just say there's some very neat things that could happen with this. And yeah. and they're gonna happen. And we're just yeah. uh, there's logistics. There's a lot of things that gotta get worked out, but it's gonna right. really it's gonna really be cool. Yeah, we're we're it, you know so uh, if you if you think you're getting your you're not getting your money's worth for some reason and not subscribing to yes uh, my newsletter you but you're a rangers fan you want rangers content you need to subscribe i mean i I, i'm not trying to pat myself on the back but no it's uh, good it it, it's fantastic and and let me say this guys before jeff and i ever jumped on board jeff you know i signed up first day you and i had nothing in this in the plans i will subscribe every year i'm going to continue to subscribe to it because i want this to succeed but i jumped the first day i jumped on this because i read jeff's stuff and immediately canceled another subscription because that's just the way it works. My guy was here. My guy wasn't there anymore. 
And yeah, so, yeah, so that, that's the way I do things. And so, and, and so there we were. And so I was on board immediately every morning. I took a picture last week. I had my, right. had my phone going with my cup of coffee and that's the way I do every morning. I'm on it every morning, reading that, having my cup of coffee before I've got to start running all over town. Yeah. So, uh, Jeff Wilson, not subsec.com yep. five ninety nine a month that's cheap. or $60 for a year. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's cheaper cheap. than you're going to get just anywhere. And, and the contents, the content is, uh, steady. Um, it's, it varies because, you know, it's, it's not just current no. day Rangers. There's a lot, you know, John, you're doing stuff that yeah. you know, the arm GM thing, kind of fun stuff. I'm yeah. kind of more nuts and bolts, but, uh, we cut co- and we cover the heck out of the farm system. And sure. You know, it's well, when we just had Justin Foscu on the show. So, yeah. um, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good investment if you're a baseball fan. I'll I just leave it at that. The fact that you have come up every day with content the way you have and been actual good stories about the Rangers, even during mm-hmm. a lockout in the offseason, guys, I'm telling you what this will be when the season kicks in. I mean, this is just the, he writes so much that he's got going. I, I've been amazed to have good stories every morning. And I know what, you know, look, I, I do my stuff. I don't have the context Jeff does. Jeff has quotes every day. He talks to people inside. He talks to inside sources. I brought up something in my armchair quarterback, uh, armchair GM about, hey, what if they didn't attach things? You go, well, I've talked to somebody. And he told me who it was, but he said he doesn't think that's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, that's great content right there. I don't have that context. So I'm going like it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe, hey, it's fun. It's fun to think about. Yeah, but. it's a, it's a bargaining deal. All right, guys. Yeah. You know what? Let's get out of here. We've got we got more yeah. guests are going to be next week. We're going to uh, follow up. That's jeffwilson.substack.com. Big things coming up. Uh, I guess till next time, Jeff. See you at the yard. <laughs>